This is the She is Wise and Woo podcast with Ellie and Erin, bringing actionable tools and tips every week for busy women looking to live a more purposeful life. Join us as we share practical ways to support your wellness so that you can know yourself better, like yourself more and trust yourself fully. Hello, welcome to She Is Wise and Woo. I am Ellie and my fabulous co-host Erin is just in the other screen, to me anyway. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Over on the other screen. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, the other screen, the other world. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, today we're going to have an interesting conversation and it's something that came out of a coaching call I had this week with our group program where we were talking about anger. And one of the things that was really, really interesting that, you know, that was the a thread through the whole of it, and, and it's something that I think anybody listening who has ever felt any anger, is that it's not terribly ladylike to be angry, is it? We're we're not meant to be be angry. It's it's not really acceptable for women to do that. Um, you know, an angry woman makes people feel very uncomfortable and normally gets called all sorts of names. And I just I thought that was just really interesting, having done quite a lot of work myself on anger, and I've always been pretty fiery. I've, I have got a temper. I've learned to control it, mainly because I was told in my 20s, in my teens, that, you know, anger wasn't good and I needed to learn to repress it, which I did. And now I've learned to unrepress it, and I'm more than happy to, to share it with, with the world as and when it's needed. But interestingly, I'm less angry than I used to be. So, you know, that, that's probably something to, to think on. But angry women are not something that is deemed acceptable by society. And even when we were talking about it, we were talking about our shadow and how does, you know, what comes forward. There was a real consensus from everybody that, oh, you know, I, I, I could be a, I can be defensive or I can be angry about something. But that's not really me. That's not who I am. And I just thought it was so interesting how quickly everybody was like to be, but I'm not an angry person, that it was seen as such a negative, bad thing that we didn't want to own it. How does anger show up in, in your life, Erin? Is it something you're happy to express or push that down? <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting for me because, um, you know, when we talk about astrology and and um, emotions and, and that sort of thing, um, Mars is generally the like the the thing that comes up for me around that is like how do I go out with um and take action and have and present physically um and I'm a Libra in that space so it's very much a balance um I'm not particularly good at balancing it I have to say um I am in some respects the uh, stereotypical uh person who like goes along looks like everything's fine and then wham um everything's not fine um <laughs> but then there's also um a, an element of me that is getting better at expressing um emotion before it gets to anger i think so for me anger typically is a um the end result of not dealing with frustration and mm-hmm. that sort of thing for a long period of time, like just pushing that stuff down, um, and you know, like this, like the, um, I guess the volcano that you think about when you think about anger just exploding. Um, that is very much how I've dealt with it in the past. I'm getting much better at dealing with the little frustrations so that it doesn't end up at anger. 
Um, but, you know, like everybody, there's some stuff that just comes straight on in at that angry stage. And, mm. um, and that, what sort of thing does make you really angry? Being interrupted while I'm trying to sit my no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, that's not kidding. the case because we would have worked together so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think there's, um, I'm a pretty fair person. So if there's an injustice, I'm pretty like, like a really big social injustice, for example, that makes me quite angry. Um, and a lot of the stuff that, you know, comes up for me that makes me really, really angry is shadow stuff. So, you know, that resonates when you talk about that in terms of our coaching, um, our program and, and the participants in there. Um, things that make me really angry. Um, I hate being in a space where I don't feel like I can get away and just have time to myself or space to myself. I, I, you know, there's lots of reasons why, but my space and my things are important to me, um, and it makes me livid when someone ex like someone comes in and takes that from me without permission. So that's one area that makes me really angry. Um, in the past, I've got really angry about not being able to meet what I think the expectation is. Um, and that might be like, you know, getting the kids to school on time and getting really, really angry because they're dragging their feet and being like, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want to be the last parent dropping my kids off or I don't want to be the parent who sends my kids in, you know, dirty clothing or whatever because people expect better, mm -hmm. you know, um, don't have that problem anymore. I live with two boys, so it's just not even <laughs> yeah. a thing anymore. But, you know, I had to work through that and do the work around that. So that's some of it. Um, what makes you angry? Well, I mean, I, yeah. I know sometimes. Um, I could probably <laughs> be the face well, of what makes you angry sometimes. The good thing is it's relatively obvious when I am angry. I, I, I struggle True to story. hide anything. <laughs> but I think, I think like you, that it can be the end result of the frustration building, and that comes from not being heard. When I don't feel like I'm being heard and when I'm not given an opportunity to to defend myself or to be able to put my side across, that makes me really angry. That because it feels incredibly unfair and like you, fairness is is something that is very, very core to me. Like things have to be fair. And I think in terms of the social injustices, like I it makes me so angry that there are people who just aren't treated fairly for no other fucking reason than that's just the way it is. And I just don't think that's good enough. Like it's just not good enough. We can yeah. do better and we should be doing better. So I, I think that makes me really angry. People who aren't able to um who can't see another person's perspective makes me really angry and I think that's something that I've really that has come up as I've learned to see more perspectives I think in the old days it was probably a mirror of me but actually now it's very much something that that I find incredibly yeah that that lights something inside of me that is um is quite hard to put out when when people aren't able to accept others and others' point of views, and that actually there is no single source of truth, and all we can do is the best that we can do. But that do you, that need to be right. Just do you think yeah, that that's a little bit of a mirror still of the knowing what it's like to not feel heard and having someone else like witnessing yeah. someone else in that space? Like, I, like yeah, I, I, th I think see so. that. 
yeah I, th- I think you're right there i think it and i mean that's the great thing about all emotions and and everything that we see that they're, they're a mirror to to our you know our shadow what we don't like about ourselves what we don't necessarily want to to own and admit and anger is one of those things like i said this um our fabulous women in our coaching program they were all very well but you know anger just isn't it isn't who i am and I just think that's so interesting that women still in 2022, we're still in 2022 recording this, that anger is still seen as a masculine thing, that it's it's a, a masculine trait. They've kind of almost demonized it a little bit. They've made it very aggressive. They've made it violent. They've made it something really like not nice at all. But anger is really useful. It's our most protective emotion. It is. It It comes forward at a time when we need to be able to protect ourselves and look after ourselves. If we don't learn to express it, we can't do that. And yet we're not taught to understand it. We're not taught to manage it. We're not, we're not even taught to be okay with it. It's definitely, you know, push it away. Do not show it. And the, the problem with any of our shadow, when we push it away and don't show it, it comes out in extremes and, you know, anger at a 10 with the volcano erupting probably isn't particularly helpful. But actually, anger on a three or a four, man, it's really helpful. It's um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting space. And and actually, we were doing the other thing that came up in the conversation was the difference between anger and rage. And then we started talking about sacred rage, which oh, I love that. <laughs> Before we dive into sacred rage, though, I want to ask about the impact of trauma and anger as a trauma response um Mm -hmm. because i think that's something that i certainly have experienced in my life like you know i've um had ptsd diagnosis and all sorts of things in in my history that um anger has been a response to that trauma like it has Mm -hmm. been something where i've um you know i've lashed out in anger um because that's the response that i have to feeling like I'm not safe. like And so yeah. you talked about that. But I, I think my question is, um, how do we, in the spaces where we're in that trauma response of anger, as opposed to the, um, I guess, the other type of anger that comes up where, you know, we're yeah. kind of pushing things down and, and almost causing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, how, like, what's the... the the guidance that you would offer around how to navigate that from a place of power instead of a place of like reacting to the trauma. Yeah. And I think you make a really great point there with the word reacting. We don't want to react to things. We want to respond to things. So there's a subtle difference. Reacting is very instantaneous. There's no thought. There's no moment of, um, there's no moment to actually basically get our logical brain to, to get involved in it. It is purely, as you said, a, uh, it's a trauma response. It's a stress response. We generally have a, um, a preference. So some people will, will fight. Some people will run away. Some people will just freeze and won't be able to do anything. And some people will fawn and try and make it right. And those will come in at different times and they you know, very dependent on the situation and dependent on the person. So it, it's really interesting. One of the things I've been doing a lot of reading about is actually how do we complete the stress cycle? So if we're being triggered in that response, if we are reacting to something and our reaction is to to fight, then it's kind of thinking about actually if if we were going back to caveman times or 
for example, or thinking about it in the animal world, just for, for want of a better way of describing it. When they are, when it, you're triggered into that sort of response, it is a life and death situation. So you're making a decision at that stage. Do I stay alive by, can I fight this thing? Can I, can I fight it and win? Can I run away from this thing and survive? Or how do I, how do I survive it? It is a survival mechanism. So that is in, like, that's releasing a whole load of chemicals within the body, number one. And in the old days, if that was the case, you know, if you're fighting the lion, then you would have to, you'd take it down and there would be a big load of action in doing that. And then afterwards, there would be the come down and there would be the, oh, okay, we survived it. But what happens now is that we get triggered and it's, it's being triggered as if it's a life and death, but it's not life and death. So we don't complete the cycle. We don't have the physical fight. We don't do anything physical with it often. We might shout and we might feel, you know, that, that energy, but actually we need to find a way to release it. So if fight is your response to things, get outside and, you know, 50 star jumps. Seriously, <laughs> it may sound bonkers, but actually get out and do, do something to release. Like you've got to be able to release the energy because otherwise it just gets held inside of us. So it's all about trying to complete the response um, is how I would say. And it's remembering that it is coming from uh, it's coming from our ancient brains. It's coming from the part of us that has been, you know, it's been around forever and it doesn't there isn't a logic in it. But actually what would be even better if, is actually if you can just give yourself a moment and it doesn't even need to be very long. I remember hearing about this at a um, workshop golly, over 10 years ago when I was back in the UK and it was a sports psychologist talking about how to use sport for um, to help it, leadership, actually. And it was just talking about these these processes, that there's an action, so something happens, and then there's a response. And what we have to try and do is between that moment of the action happening, and this is where we change it from reacting straight away to responding, we give ourselves a moment to just stop. Just to so actually just stop, take a breath, count to 20, you know, that whole count to 10 and, and move on. Actually, there's a reason that works is because what it allows you to do in that moment of pausing, it allows the 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 rest of your brain to kind of come online. I suppose it allows the rest of it to actually be part of the decision making process. So you're not making it from a, a, a purely traumatic response. You're actually using all of your faculties. So you'll always make better decisions when that's the case. Um, unless you are literally being chased by a tiger, then go for go for flight. Mm, oh, fight. I don't know. Fawn, make it make it feel better. Um, but but honestly, if we can just learn to to respond, if we can learn to just break break the line from going straight into a reaction then that makes a massive difference. But the only way to do that is to be more conscious of your thoughts and to be more aware of, of all of the things that are going on. And that takes time and practice. And we have to do it every day and be aware of what we're thinking much more regularly than than perhaps we um, we currently are. So, um, yeah, does that – sorry, that was quite a long response. And actually, yeah, we're running out of time to talk about sacred rage. So we'll have to do that next week. Yippee! <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, that does. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. And I think, like, I think, again, the challenge is um, when we're in that, that trauma state um, and we've, you know, we've triggered something from a trauma perspective, um, I think the, the challenge for just about everybody is how do you give yourself that moment? Um, and I guess the, the biggest thing that I've learned about that is that when you don't give yourself that moment, 
be really kind to yourself about it because it isn't you choosing not to. Um, yeah. It's it's you know yes you have to have some consciousness around what comes up and and being you know owning your own reaction or action or whatever. Um, but at the same time, if it if it is a genuine trauma response, mm. um, have some compassion for yourself around the fact that your um, it's it's your thoughts aren't owned by you in that in that moment. And so it's very, very hard to connect them to what you actually want to do in terms of a response. So, um, yeah, like yeah, definitely, good point. you know, definitely, um, love that taking that, mo taking that moment and just being willing to, um, just let it wash over you, I guess. Like I always think of you as reminding, um, reminding us to just let it wash over you for a minute and then, see what what happens once it's gone kind of thing mm -hmm. um but also you know recognize that you are human and you will yeah. have moments where it's not necessarily within your control and don't get stuck in that spiral of punishing mm -hmm. yourself and all of that stuff that can come up when you do yeah. that so yeah that's that's such a great point and just very quickly there was a brief conversation about how people feel after they've exhibited anger um or frustration to people and there was a lot of guilt and shame that came up with it and my yeah. question to anyone who feels that is check in is it guilt and shame because of what you think or because of what society has told you so i'll leave you to ponder on that one because that is a very interesting uh, discussion and we certainly don't have time to dive into it at the moment but we will be back to talk about sacred rage because that is something that is incredibly powerful and we all have it within us and if it's used in the in the right way, it's not about vengeance, but it's all about reordering the world. A little quote there that I found from uh, Valerie Kerr. Um, so, yeah, stay with us and we'll talk about that next time. See ya. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to She is Wise and Woo. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share, like and review. And don't forget to subscribe. For more info about what we do, visit our website, awakeningthewisewoman.com and check out the show notes for all our links to our socials.